You're listening to Mature Allure. Here, we chat about self-care, relationships, careers, and all the things living a mature life includes. I'm your host, Sherry O. Welcome. Get out the way. Who got a watch? Who got the time? I'm raising the clock. Even in my feelings, grind don't stop. Got big Welcome, Patrice, to Mature Allure. Thank you for being here. Yes, thank you for inviting me. No problem, no problem. Um, I saw you on Instagram, and I was like, oh my goodness, she's doing fabulous things. I need to talk to her. Okay, all right. Thank you so much. Uh, so let's start with you introducing yourself. Okay, so my name is Patrice Hector. I'm a hairstylist in Atlanta, Georgia. I've been in the beauty industry now for over 30 years. Um, started um, over 30 years ago, I was in college, um, getting my degree in early childhood education. When I would come home in the summertime, I would um, work in a hair salon and I fell in love with the beauty industry and the rest is history. Wow. So you're in Atlanta. Yes. I'm, in, I'm outside Atlanta. I mean, basically Atlanta. I'm in Lawrenceville. So. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So well, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to come see you. Um, but so you said you've been in the business over 30 years. Mm -hmm. So yes, I know you have a book and the name of your book is called the ultimate blueprint to for beauty professionals. Yes. Um, so you still have salons in the Atlanta area though, right? Yes, I do. I'm still, um, behind the chair, um, three to four days a week. Um, my specialty is cutting and I focus on cutting short hair. So, uh, 99.9% of my clients uh, wear short hair. And that's one of the things that I um, I specialize in that I enjoy. Okay. Okay. So where is your salon? Just so people know. So anybody in the Atlanta area can come and check you out. They want that nice cut, that short cut. Yes. Yes. So I am located in um, an area in Atlanta called uh, Glenwood Park. It's like in the downtown, downtown Atlanta ish um so i am and i currently i'm working out of a salon lofts um so i have my own suite i kind of transitioned to a suite after the pandemic Mm. um, in a traditional salon but after the pandemic i decided to go into a suite my clients felt you know more comfortable being uh, more intimate uh, after the pandemic so that's where i reside now Okay, so tell tell us more about the book. Okay, the ultimate be- what is it? The ultimate blueprint. The, print the ultimate blueprint for beauty professionals. So, okay. I'll start with the book is really about my journey as a hairstylist, and I talk a little. I go a little bit more in depth um, throughout each chapter, just talking about the journey that I start where where I started and where I am to this point. Um, I would say about 10 years ago, I was feeling really burnt out from being behind the chair. I felt like I wasn't growing. I felt stagnant and I just, I literally just felt stuck. So um, I started to have to take a look at myself and say, what is it that I'm doing or not doing that's causing me to feel this way? Because I still had a love for the beauty industry, but I just, I just felt stuck. Mm-hmm. And so I um, connected with a uh, my brand a brand coach at a convention, a black black enterprise convention, and uh, we connected. We started talking. We started meeting. 
And she really helped me to niche down and just get some clarity as to where I was and where I wanted to be. So um, my book goes into detail about that, just um, my journey and what I did to go from being stuck to unstuck. And so I have 12 chapters in my book that kind of um, walk you through um, different things that you need to do in order to move yourself and build your brand behind the chair and beyond. Okay. So because it is a blueprint, I like that you have blueprint in there because you know what you're getting when you read the title. Like, right. I want some information. What would you say you have, you have 12 chapters. What are like three main points? Like if nobody gets anything else, get this. Yeah. So one of the things that I always um, tell stylists, especially beauty professionals that come to me um, and they're just feeling stuck, I always say you need to get clarity and niche down in your industry. A lot of times um, we as professional creatives, we feel like we have to do everything. But mm -hmm. when you become an expert in whatever it is that you are very passionate about doing, I think that takes your business to the next level. So the first thing I would say is to gain clarity and to niche down in your industry. Um, second thing I would say for um, beauty professionals that are struggling is that for them to um, figure out different ways within their niche to make more money. Um, there are so, so many things that you can do um, once you niche down to be more creative with creating more, not just income behind the chair, but more passive income, um, ways for you to make more money, things you can do, whether it's products or retail or creating your own product. So I would say creating uh, multiple streams of income with your niche. Um, the third thing that I would say is to get active, stay social, and you know, so you can stay relevant in the industry. I think that's one of the biggest things that I know when social media first came about, um, everybody was just kind of figuring like, okay, what do I do? What do I post? What about, you know, you're hearing all these words. You got to mm -hmm. have great content. You got to have this and you don't really know. So I would say stylists as creative, we have to keep up with technology portion of the industry because we are running a business behind our chair. So staying um, social, um, creating your, um, your Instagram page or, or whatever platform that you decide that you, you know, work best um, on, I would say definitely stay on social, on social okay. media. Okay. I know that you mentioned getting clarity, um, but what, what has been one lesson you've learned as an entrepreneur, just an entrepreneur in general? One of the things that I would say um, for me is just being consistent with whatever it is that I do. Uh, I think a lot of times um, as entrepreneurs and, you know, uh, well, just entrepreneurs in general, we may start off um, one way doing something and then uh, if we're not consistent, then we kind of fall off and then we get frustrated. But one thing that I found over the years, just myself in the industry, the more consistent I am and the more, um, especially on social media, the more I engaging I am, the more I start to build. And my, my, I get a lot of feedback and a lot of referrals based on um, just how I'm interacting. So I would just say stay consistent with whatever it is that you're, you're doing. And that actually makes sense being, since you talked about being um, known and being someone that does short hair. People know that's what you do. They know how well you do it. 
-hmm. and you're going to get keep those clients and get new clients, you know? So that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's a good, that's actually a good lesson for anybody that's an entrepreneur is consistency in whatever you do. No yeah. matter if it's bacon bread, consistently yes. make that bread taste as good as it tastes last yes, time. it was the first time. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I hate going to restaurants like, oh, it was so good. And you go back yes. like a time and you're like, wait a minute. This, this is, is the third right. time I've been here and I'm not liking any of this food again. Again, you know? right. So yes. that, that makes a lot of sense. So yeah. with the book, do you have any upcoming book signing? I know you had you recently had a book signing. I did. did I recently had a book signing. Mm-hmm. two weeks ago. It was amazing. I was so excited and just overwhelmed and overjoyed with the love and support. Not, you know, not just my family and my friends, but my peers, you know, when your mm-hmm. peers come out and they support yeah. you, that's a whole nother yeah. level. So yeah. I was super excited, you know, for my peers to come out for, I've been getting feedback um, from people in the beauty industry. And, and surprisingly enough, I've been getting feedback from just entrepreneurs in general. So one person um, called me last week and she said, don't box yourself in with your book just for beauty professionals, because some of the tips that you're giving is just for entrepreneurs in general. So I'm like, hmm. Yeah, you know, that's why I might need to do another edition. <laughs> yeah, that's why I ask, because, you know, this is probably like my third business. <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're just being in business in general. There are lessons you learn each time, yes. but at the same time, they're not necessary. The lessons you learn aren't specific to a particular industry. Right. It's just like you know, common courtesy, whatever. Life like, lessons. Yeah, life the lessons. Client experiences. You know, it, all of that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that's actually really good feedback, and that you're open to feedback. Some people oh, yeah, are absolutely open to feedback. Um, so that's really good feedback that the person was like, hey, don't just box yourself in. Right. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. And I, I, I appreciate that, um, that feedback. And, you know, some from my peers, I've been getting, um, you know, feedback. Some of the people, well, some of the stylists that have read the book, they're like, oh, wow. You know, I, it's almost like a refresher sometimes, too. It's like things that you know. Mm-hmm. that you should be doing, you know, as an entrepreneur and, a, you know, a stylist behind the chair. Sometimes yeah. you're reminded by just like, you know, reading something or whether it's a book or an article or, you know, a video or something you may watch. And it's inspiring for you to say, you know what, let me start. If she can do it, then I can do it. And that's what I want, you know, um, one of the takeaways that I want for um, for my book is for for stylists to be inspired because I know personally what it feels like, you know, to be, you know, just like stagnant and stuck. And so once you, um, you know, start to look at things differently, then things start to become different. But it's just a matter of, you know, you really um, taking some time to unplug, you know, sometimes. And because I think a lot of times we're so busy as entrepreneurs thinking about the money and we don't really work on the business aspect of, Mm -hmm. you know, continuously growing our business. And I I know, especially for us in the salon industry, we're behind the chair most of the time. Mm -hmm. So Mondays, you know, it's typically our errand days or, you know, go to the beauty supply, you know, stuff like that, but really sitting down and mapping out and plotting and planning what we can do to really, um, 
not just make more money, but how we can service our clients better, like creating systems and, you know, protocol for um, for clients. So I think those are, are really important things that, you know, we should really, you know, do. Because I think about like when I go into another business, I'm always like we're always thinking about, OK, how was I treated? What was the customer mm-hmm. service like? You know, clients want the same thing from us. I think a lot of times um, some beautiful professionals, me included, we've gotten a little sometimes lax because, you know, when people come to the salon, it's like it's your girlfriend time. Because sometimes you may see the same women every week in Mm -hmm. the salon. And as stylists, too, we get, you know, very comfortable. But, you know, at the end of the day, our clients are patronizing us and they deserve, you know, to have the best salon experience that they can and i think that when you have systems in place you have um protocols for your clients then it just works out well see all that's all great advice and that's to me the positive side of it what would be because sometimes people go into whether it's opening their own salon starting a business i'm going to be a millionaire next month when i do you know but like, can you maybe give a little, a little bit, talk a little bit about, there might be some pitfalls, but you oh, know, how, how, to, how to overcome them or how you even overcame them? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because there are always going to be humps and bumps um, in the industry. Um, and one of the ways that I have been able to overcome and to deal with, like, especially like if it's a customer that's not satisfied. Communication is key, mm-hmm. um, you know, keeping an open line of communications and making sure that you always um, put your clients first um, in all that that we do. And um, the biggest thing that I would say um, for beauty professionals is to make sure that you always keep the client at the forefront mm-hmm. of knowing that, you know, because my clients. Um, this is why I'm able to do certain things or, or communicating with your client in a way I've seen um, and have experienced in the salon setting where um, there's been a miscommunication with the client and a stylist and things just got out of hand. But a lot of times I think we don't really listen um, to our clients and what they're saying, what their needs are. And although sometimes stylists will just kind of do what they want, but the biggest thing for me is communicating and being open and listening to your clients because at the end of the day, the clients are what allows us to make money, live the lifestyle that we live. And so being very open and communicating with your clients is key. Um, for me, that has helped. Um, that's one of the things that my clients, you know, really always tell me about myself is just having a um and safe space for them, you know, to come in and just be open to express themselves, whether it's um, like, if, for an example, if I have a client that I kind of go off my client's vibes too. Mm-hmm. like if a client comes in and she's very talkative, I know she wants to talk If my client comes in and she's like in her zone. She may have, you know, things going on. I don't take it personal. I kind of give them their space and I kind of talk about something that I know that makes them happy or that's a conversation that we've had previously, whether it's their kids or family members or whatever, but just keeping an open line of communication and making your clients feel safe and comfortable in your, your um, space 
I think really makes a difference with how the clients trust you, trust us. Mm -hmm. So where can or how can people purchase your book? So you can purchase my book on my website at patricehector.com. Um, and you just click the link. It says the ultimate blueprint for beauty professionals. And um, we'll get it right out to you. Well, now, you know, I got to sneak in some hair questions. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. One of those questions being, um, because you're known as an expert for cutting short hair. Okay. Like, what advice would you give somebody who has medium to longer hair that might be thinking about a shortcut? What advice would you be give would you give to them if they're interested in going in that direction? One of the things that I will always tell my clients, because I always do a consultation, especially um, not just my new clients, but my regular clients too, because you know, things change, lifestyle change. Um, I have some clients that want really short hair. They still want short hair, but they may want a pixie style like mine's or they may want to grow it out a little shorter, Bob. I always like to um, do a consultation. But the biggest thing I tell clients is to make sure that you try to choose a, a hairstyle based on your lifestyle. How much time do you have in the morning to you know, focus on your hair? Um, do you want to say natural or do you want um, chemicals? That's a big thing because a lot of times people believe like they're looking at social media and they're looking at all these pictures on Instagram and they're like, oh, I want my hair like that. But your hair is natural. It may, depending on the texture, it may not lay that way if you decide that you don't want to go into chemicals. So I always try to make sure that clients are okay with either have, whatever style they choose, um, that it's you're able to maintain it at home. Because for me, that's really big to be able to, uh, I don't like to have my clients that come into the salon they get a haircut or a service that they cannot maintain at home because one, they're going to get frustrated and then the ball is going to always fall back on me. Yeah. So we, I make sure that we have a consultation that is key because you really. Your audio. Okay. Yeah, that's better. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I would just say um, having a, a consultation, whether it's virtual or in person, um, it, it helps you to understand your clients and what their needs are. I'm trying to give it a second. Okay. Only because you're... You're, we, I don't know how it happens. So sometimes when you're talking, the, mm -hmm. the audio's coming ahead and then the words are coming. Oh, so I know. Okay. Like a delay. I, yeah. And we're back on. We're back okay. on schedule now. So okay. everything's cool. Okay. okay. That's good advice. And what you said about the whole natural thing, that is very true because I think sometimes people think, especially if they're going natural, I mean, I've been natural off and on for a long time. Um, that hair, no matter really kind of the texture, it's not going to lay the same every day. Yeah. It's just, it's not, it's just not going to lay not. the same. It, yeah, <laughs> it's not. And especially if you decide that you want to go in like to a shortcut, it's just not going to lay the same. You're not going to get the end result that you saw in that picture. And then that's very frustrating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, so 
Now, this is the other thing. Gray. How, what are your suggestions on maintaining it and products for gray hair? Okay, so gray hair can be really tricky um, depending on if you are natural or if you are relaxed. Um, sometimes when you are natural, I would say you always want to try to get a, a shampoo or some type of um, conditioner that will take, called taking the yellow out if you're going to put heat to it. Because heat tends to um, change the color of gray hair if the, the flat irons are too high, if the blow dryer is too hot. So just making sure that you are getting the right um, products and, you know, the heat is major. Like I've seen clients that come in and I can tell, always tell, like if they're curling their hair too much at home because on their ends, it will tend to be like a greenish yellowish color. So, um, and it's not really anything that you can do to remove that from the hair without like actually cutting those ends off. So with my clients, I always, we go through a regimen. I have a, a product, a shampoo and a conditioner that I use um, for my clients. And it helps to maintain the, the vibrant of their hair, the vibrant of the hair with it being gray. Um, but the biggest thing is shampoo, um, conditioner, and not putting a lot of heat on your hair. Uh, okay. If you wear it, if you wear it um, in a straight style. Now, if you're natural, then you just want to make sure that you are, you know, shampooing and conditioning with a product that's going to help your gray have more vibrant. See? Okay. Well, I try and cover mine up when I can. So. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> it's just like, oh, yeah. That, yes. One I thing I call mine is the dark sauce. I like the dark sauce in my hair. Right? Me too. I mean, one day we'll see. I don't know. Now, you mentioned... Um, too much heat and the color turning um, like a greenish yellow color, yellow or whatever. If you, most of the time that happens if you have chemicals. So typically okay. what whatever the ingredient, there's an ingredient in the relaxer that may turn the uh, hair. But um, the your stylist would just um, use a product that will kind of remove that. And that's that's pretty easy to do. So the chemical... But and just be careful with the temperature of the heat when you're if you're if you're wearing a straight style with gray hair, because um, keeping it too hot will cause it to have that kind of a burnt looking mm -hmm. color, um, greenish yellowish color. So just you know being being cautious of the heat and the chemicals. Okay, what about thinning hair? Because I know sometimes as women, we get older, our hair, just even from styling, mm -hmm. it starts to get, look thin. I think so. Yeah, most people bring a little bit from thinning hair. It might not look like it, but yeah. With yeah. hair to thin. So with um, hair loss and thinning, that's kind of a tricky, um, a tricky question because sometimes it could be menopause. Sometimes it could be medication. Sometimes it could be protective styles that people are not maintaining. So the biggest thing that I would say um, with hair loss and thinning is to make sure that you, your stylist, that you're having an open line of communication with them to try to get to the point to know what is causing the hair loss and the thinning. Um, stress sometimes, yeah. diet, exercise. So all of those things are very important when you're trying to figure out why you're having hair loss and thinning. 
Um, I know that for me personally, some of my clients that are on certain types of medication, I've noticed a change in their mm -hmm. hair texture. Um, and then, you know, clients that are going through menopause, I've noticed, uh, um, and stress is major, a major portion and diet and exercise and, you know, staying hydrated, you know, drinking a lot of water, making sure that you're eating the right foods, you know, protein, having, a, you know, heavy protein in your diet, whatever way, you know, that you get your protein. Mm -hmm. um, but that's major. So just really trying to get to the root of the problem. If it's, you know, medication, stress, menopause. Okay. Well, girl, we have talked about a lot. I mean, I feel like I've gotten a lot of information from you. Um, to go from the industry to hair itself, you know, and I ask these questions, not just because I think others want to know about them, but like, because I'm curious too. And these yeah, are issues sure. that, you know, I'm having, and I, like I said, I feel like my hair is thinning a little bit. And when you mentioned medicine, yeah, I have, I'm on more medicine, a little bit more medicine now. It's different. They changed yeah. it. So like, that is a big thing. Um, along with, you know, menopause could be an issue for some, it's it just, a, it's a lot of different things. So good information. I'm glad you were able to come Patrice. Yes. You share with us how somebody can get in touch with you. If they want to get in touch with you about maybe a speaking engagement or, you know, your book. Yeah. Any other hair questions. Okay. How do they get in touch with you? Yes. Yeah, so the best way to reach out to me is on my website. My website will have links for you to whatever it is, whether it's a hair appointment to purchase the book. Um, it's patricehector.com. I am on all social media platforms as Patrice Hector. And uh, you can shoot me a DM or you can um, send me an email via um, my website and um, we can connect that way. That's the best way to connect with me. Sounds good. Thank you, Patrice, for coming to Mature Allure. I really Thank appreciate you. it. I and I want us to keep in touch. We're both here in Atlanta. So Absolutely. Area. Yeah. So Absolutely. thank you again. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mature Allure. For more information about us, visit matureallure.net and get social with us on Instagram and YouTube at mature.allure, Facebook at For Mature Allure, and Twitter at Mature underscore Allure. Till next time, we encourage you to stay positive, embrace who you are at every stage of your life, and always tap into your mature allure.